Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this moment in your presence to hear your mind, your counsel for us as a people, your counsel for us as a church. Holy Spirit, impart that which is your words, impart that which is your will to us in the days that are ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please do have your seats. The theme for this Passover is Bima. Tell your neighbor Bima. First of all, it's not going to be a nice... It's not going to be nice. Yes, it's not going to be nice at all. At all. It's just a warning. If you have um, epilepsy... Um, and you're going to play video games, you would often get a warning because people who have epilepsy are triggered by lights and colors. So you would often be warned that if you have epilepsy, not to play video games because it will trigger an attack. And before you know it, you are convulsing. That's all I'm trying to give you, a warning that if you're epileptic, you may want to avoid these teachings. Amen? Amen. Then also, another warning. I'm not teaching the things I'm coming to teach because I want you to change. Do you understand? So normally, this is what happens. I teach something, then we, we round up on Sunday, isn't it? Then 
for the next two weeks, I have a nice church. No, it's not what I'm looking for. Yes. Now, right now, it suffices for me that I do God's will. And so if I teach what I have to teach, that's all I I have done. I have no expectation. Do you get it? I, I no longer teach with expectations. So, just so you know, it's going to be brutal today, brutal tomorrow. Hey, Friday is going to be more brutal. Then Saturday, because it's prayer for breakthrough, it will be sour, sour. And then Sunday is going to be, if after I finish by Friday, you have one ear or part of your body, the only part of your body remaining is your hand. It will also live on Sunday. You get a warning. So that's the precursor to this year's Passover. We're going to talk about Bima. Yeah, tell your neighbor, are you ready for this? Tell your neighbor, the way I'm seeing you are not ready at all. Bima means judgment and justice. Yes. Bima is judgment and justice. Get the point now. Yeah, so it's going to be brutal and hot. So tonight, I'm going to start with why judgment? Yes, why judgment? Second Corinthians chapter 5, the verse 10. Mercy. But you should thank God you are here anyway. Yeah, perhaps God has finally decided that you should be properly saved. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. We must all appear. Hey. We must all appear. The head pastor will appear. The associate pastors will appear. And then everyone who claims that he was in the church will appear. We must. is a must. Those of you who has God's ear... You know, you are God's darling. You know, God is your, your daddy. Eh? And so you're thinking you're going to escape Bima. I, first of all, let me tell you that we must all. As for the appearing before, you see, that 
word bima, the judgment is actually a seat or his throne. God sits on that throne for judgment. It is called bima. Are you listening to me? And then Paul is saying that we must all appear before that judgment seat of Christ. This is why he came. A week like this, he was cooling in Jerusalem right about now. And the plots were going on. He looked harmless. He looked like somebody. You see, the disciples, I think, were one of the few people who got shocked. I mean, the man who could open the eyes of the blind. The man who could raise the dead. They never believed that he will go and hand himself over to the Pharisees to be crucified. For what? I believe sincerely that Judas believed that Jesus will defend himself. Then he would have pocketed the, um, the 30 pieces of silver. Yeah, Judas was a kikuyu. Yes, Yes. And I don't know if you know how much he sold Jesus for. If you calculate in today's term, do you know how much it is? The 30 pieces of silver is about $17.4. It didn't even reach $20. Yes, $17. That's like he sold a human being for 1,700 shillings. Yes, in case you are wondering how much 30 pieces of silver is, it's $17.4, thereabout. Yes. It's not $100,000. He brought the whole human being. No, reward, $10,000. No, 17, much, $19. So what, what, what we're saying is that, give or take, Jesus was sold for under $2,000. Uh, two, two, uh, 2,000 shillings. <laughs> I'm adding dollars. 2,000 shillings. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. That's today's equivalent for 30 pieces of silver. All right? So, I am just showing you, before we go deeper, why judgment, that it is a must. Pastors will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The Jesus we are next going to encounter is not the same Jesus who allowed Judas to sell him. He came at that time as a lamp, but on his return, his second advent, he's coming as a judge. He's, in fact, the Bible refers to him as a lion. So in the dispensation where he had to die this week he's a lamp but when he comes as a judge he's also a conquering lion so we are going to see another Jesus and this time he's the one that is going to judge every one of us that's why he says we must all appear you see assembly in school is a must It's like the teachers have to see you every morning. Or for a soldier. Yes. You have to go 
and parade every morning, isn't it? It's a must. The same with the judgment that is ahead of us. It is a must. Your title as an apostle will not save you from appearance. Do you understand? You are the prophetess of the church. It won't save you. Oh yeah. You are the evangelist. You alone, you brought 20,000 people to Jesus. It won't save you. He says, we must all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. Now, when I, I used to believe that his body means the body of the people who are appearing before him. But as I prepared for the Passover, I realized it's not his body as in my body. But rather his body as, as in his church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you may easily say, each one of us, that each, everyone may receive the things done in his body. Elvina's body. What Elvina? You, you use your body for fornication. So, you receive, everyone receives the things done in his body. Jesus is not going to reward you with for more fornication. Are you, you don't understand what I'm teaching. Huh? You like girls. Then Jesus gives you more girls. Because those are the things you did in your body. No. It is to receive the things you did in his body. Jesus has a body. The body is his church. The church universal. When I talk about the church, I'm talking about the church universal. That is his body. This church is not his church. This church is his assembly. But when you take this assembly and you add it to another assembly in the US and another assembly in Nigeria and another assembly in Ghana and another assembly in Cameroon and another assembly in Kakamega, another assembly in Nyeri, then we form his body. So we are going to receive the things done in his body. His church. Do you understand? So, right here and now, each of you should be thinking of what you are going to receive. You had Bima. It sounded interesting, so you came. <laughs> you had Bima, and it sounded interesting, so you came. <laughs> Asoma, you have come to receive something. Do you understand? So everything you are doing in the church, Manze, you, you, you can toy with it now. You can do it absent-minded. You can do it like, oh, it's nothing. But the f- days ahead, you will discover that Jesus is not taking for granted what I am doing in his body. If I came here and I'm sleeping with his his um, his sheep 
is what I will receive in that day when I stand before his judgment seat. So you may think, oh, you know, it's just uh, we are in church and I didn't feel like doing this or, or, and I did this and I did that. There is a judgment that is waiting for you on that day when you appear before his judgment seat. So even though right now you are having fun, you are enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. When we win souls, you, you win them out. Uh, when we bring the sisters into the church, then you, you take the sisters out of the church so that you can have your way with them because you can't do what you want to do in the church set up. You see, that day when we all appear, we will receive what we, the things we did in his body. It's about to get hotter. One pastor in this church orchestrated a sister leaving the church somehow. I think, I think so. And this was a sister who was who come to church, you know, and then went behind and employed the sister. For his own enjoyment. And took the sister to a certain place. To work there. Do you understand? So, you see, at, at, at today, tomorrow, it's going, there will be bleeding all over the place. Yes, there will be bleeding. You're going to be bleeding. Yes, we're all going to be bleeding all over the place. Someone will think that Jesus was truly crucified here. What shocked me was one day we were having pastor's meeting, right? So, let's say it's Juliet. I didn't seen Juliet for a while. In pastor's meeting, I said, can somebody, you know, she doesn't come to church. The pastor volunteered. Apostle, don't worry, I'm going, I'll talk to her. I'll reach out to her. Because whatever was happening between her and the pastor, this young lady had already started talking. Do do you understand? Like she had already started saying things that she had a dream about this church. You know, she had a dream, you know, and um, the the dream was like the church was evil. Do you get it? Yes. Asomoa, the pastor had cornered her. Do you get it? And whatever they were doing was between them the, the two of them. I am nowhere near it. Then from the dream stage, it moved now into warnings. So she started sending warnings to some, like the person who even brought her to the church. You know, that be careful of the church that you call church. And the church you are in, you know. And some people project themselves as pastors, but they are not. You understand? You, don't worry, let's continue fishing. And you to fish from the bucket we are fished into. Do you get it? Yeah, because what kind of a pastor 
enjoys it when a sister leaves the church so that I can now say, oh, you have left my church. Yes, 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 you've left. Okay, now can we be boyfriend and girlfriend? You see, now I'm, not, I'm no longer your pastor. You see, before I was your pastor, so I couldn't. Eh? Now we are not, I, I'm not your I pastor other people, eh? but I like you. I like you. So can we now be boyfriend and girlfriend? Don't worry, I'll take good care of you. Yes. And then he goes to prove it by giving you a job. And he goes to prove it by giving you a good salary. The sister told the brother, me, I've received plenty money. Yes. And she said, I've received money enough that I can start a business on my own. And that pastor used to be in the church. Even if we need something, I have to shout, hey, women, you are powerful. Oh. Right, let's clap for sisters. Clap for sisters. Huh. Huh. Oh. Even the brothers who know you are wonderful are clapping for you. Yes. God's project has to wait. Yes. God's work, God's needs, rent, whatever has to wait. A sister has enough money boasting that she can start her own business anytime. And I'm not talking, everything I'm going to say in this convention, I'm talking about the church because, and this is where the foundation is from, to receive the things done in his body. So don't get confused. Everything I'm going to teach is about the church. The church. When we need money, sometimes I collect money from my pastors. Yes. Yeah. So I wish that you know, the young lady was rather in my church and rich. I, at least, what I can't collect from the pastor, I can collect from the young lady. <laughs> Since you won't give to Jesus, do you understand? And you won't give to his church. Do you get it? And maybe the, his member that you have given something to, I can successfully collect something for the work of the Lord. Yes. And I'm not saying something that I have concocted in my mind to prove that, oh, that what I'm teaching, this is the point that, no, 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 is a real thing that happened. Do you get it? So, as we sit here, we are all doing something in his body. The one who is dancing, who doesn't want to dance, is still doing something in his body. The one who is singing and doesn't want to sing, is doing something in his body. The one who is in the church and has been in the church for 20 years and doesn't want to do anything in his body, is still doing something against his body. You understand? I'll wait for some brothers to join us. If they like, they shouldn't come. For me to go to certain areas. Yes, I'll wait for some brothers. 
Right now, I'll just scratch the surface of things. Yes, it's not fair that only one of that kind is here and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to blast him left and right. No, his compatriots must join him. When you see the gear has changed, just know that they have arrived. (laughs) How can I just blast one away? If I blast one away, they may never come. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? So we are doing something in his body. Accept that we are doing something in his body. That is why it is very dangerous to be against the church of Jesus Christ. It is very dangerous to not be for his church. No, let me put it this way. It is dangerous to not be for his body. Where everything I'm going to do must... You see, if I'm going to receive a judgment based on what I have done, in his body, I better make sure that whatever I'm doing is good. Are you listening to me? Let it not be that I am the reason the church didn't work. One brother, you you know, pastor, not brother, you know, had eaten a lot of the church members and I'm like, ah, but I'm the owner of the church. Like owner of the church as in the caretaker. Like the poultry farm is, is for my father. But he's made me the manager. Do you understand? And I'm the manager of the poultry farm. And I've not eaten the chicken. Do you understand? I have just employed you. Come and help me take care of the chicken. And your lawyer spirit has eaten 200. I began to wonder who is the manager of the church. Do you understand? If, if when I saw the, the records, do you understand? The records of eatings. <laughs> when I saw how many chickens got missing, I was wondering if I'm the manager. At least a manager should eat the chicken and make an excuse for you know, you say, uh, who, who manages a poultry farm and doesn't eat a chicken? So what I'm saying is that if I'm going to be judged for what the things I am doing in his body, why would I want to do something that I'm going to be severely judged for? He said, after this convention, if you, if you manage to escape with one toe, your one toe may help you enter heaven. Yes. Like if after I've cut off your head in the teaching, cut off your, remove your torso, remove your, and then it, by Sunday morning, you are left with your toe. You are on your way to heaven with a toe. The, Peter at the pearly gate will just see a toe coming. And then when the toe reaches the gates of heaven, he says, Where are Nani? <laughs> so my pastor removed everything, but it's me. You who? 
There is no reason. Oh, so is your toe. Okay. Even Jesus said it. Better to enter heaven. Uh-huh. Without your... So we, we are not just removing one arm. We are removing everything. So we can enter with at least a toe. Better to lose everything and your toe is in heaven. So just tell your neighbor he has come to remove everything. <laughs> the message has come to remove everything. Yes, some people it is their knee that will go to the Peter will say, Hey, whose knee is this? Whose knee is this? Then Peter will hear a voice, it's my knee. You who? Then so it's me, Eric. Why why are you here with just your knee? And so the pastor removed everything. Yes, and I'm left with my knee. I made it to heaven with my knee. Yes, I made it to heaven with my elbow. You got a point now? Yeah, I made it to heaven with my, my, my shoulders. Everything else is gone. Careful. So, I'm establishing that we will receive judgment for the things we have done in his body. Not in your body. In his body. You get the point now? Yes. Some people are the reason the church has lost 50 people. You will receive judgment for that loss done to the body. Some people are the reason the church has lost 20 people. You will not go scot-free. I think that's all I'm teaching. You will receive, you see, whatever you did at Against his body, there's a judgment seat. And Jesus is going to sit on the judgment seat. I don't know about here. In West Africa, people don't trust choir masters. So he's going to sit on the judgment seat. And then the choir master is going to appear before him. And then Jesus is going to show him the damage he did in his body. Choir masters are known for sleeping with the choir girls and some church members. I think the choir, I don't know if they look charismatic. But somehow, I don't know, they are not trusted. Once you're a choir master, I'm talking of the ones who stand there doing... Is it the same here? Like people really don't trust choir masters. Do you understand? Yeah, they really don't trust choir masters. So he's going to sit on his judgment seat and then he's going to show the choir master what he did against his body. I'm teaching. He's going to show him what he did against his body or what he did in his body. So now, child of God, listen. If we will stand judgment or stand before the beamer or the beamer seat and receive judgment, it behoves me and you to now take seriously what we do in his body.
your body now your own. You want to fornicate morning, afternoon, evening without getting tired. Your body now your own. But as for his body, his body, which is his church, he has a lot invested in his church. That he says, I have set up a seat. I will sit on it that day. And when I sit on it, everybody will stand before me and they will receive the things that they did in his body. According to that he has done. According to that he has done. Whether it be good or bad. So two things are happening in his body. Good things. And then bad things. That's why you will find always two classes of people in the assembly of the church. Sheep and goats. There can never be a gathering of the assembly without these two kinds of people. The sheep and the goat, there can never be a gathering. That's why, because if it's just the sheep of Jesus Christ, you only see good things. But because of the presence of the goats, there are two things happening in what we, where we are right now. Good things and bad things. Jesus speaks uh, of a parable of the dragnet. He says, um, the kid, for the kingdom of heaven is like this. A man went out to fish. Have you read that parable? And he said, he threw in his net. And then he says, the net drew in multitude of fish. So every time the church goes for evangelism, oh, this is deep. We have dragged in. Look at it. And gathered of every kind. So when we go for evangelism, we have gone. You find it in the church. We have gone and we have gathered what? Every kind. The, not that, listen, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net. If you grow up, if you grew up in Machakos, you don't understand net. But if you grew up in Nyanza, Mombasa, you understand how nets are. There are different sizes of net. They understand. The kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea and guarded of what? Every kind. If you are from Machakos, you have no business with net. Get the point now. Or you have sea. Mosquito net. <laughs> it's also a net. <laughs> uh, mercy. Verse 48. Which when it was full. Huh? If this church is full. I'm talking to you about his body. If this church is full. Alright. They drew to shore and sat down and gathered what? The good into vessels. And but cast the bad away. 
So the net always drags in these two things, the good and the bad. So when you have the presence of the two in the church, there are good things happening in the church and there are bad things happening in the church. Yes. And this is due to the presence of these two caliber of people, sheep and goats. Yes, the sheep do all the good things that the father wants done in his body. And then the goats are do the rebellious. They use their horn to hit the pastor. Huh? Yeah, they mandamano the pastor, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the work of the goats in the church, in the assembly. Do you get it? And the sheep, they know the voice of their shepherd. The voice of a stranger, they won't even follow. Yes. And when the shepherd goes ahead of them, they follow, not the goat. Not the goat. Every church has these two class of people. I know my members that are goats. You preach like I'm preaching now. And preach, I preach. One hour when they leave here, they'll go and do the ex- exactly the, the, the opposite of what you are teaching against. Yes. Sometimes it's deliberate. They want to see your reaction. If you think your purpose for being in the church is to cause me to react, you are good. Instead of God has chosen a servant of God for me to direct my life. What is he teaching me? Is he scriptural? And don't take anything I'm teaching that has no scriptural backing. Is he teaching me the Bible? I have gone into the Bible and I've seen that what he said is truly in the scriptures. You will be a goat to sin. There and so, I'm going to cause him some reactions, some heart palpitations. Thank God that Facebook has mute and unmute. Thank God Facebook has. Hey, Moses' congregation, eh, they were posting things on Facebook. Moses, his, his church were messed. And Moses didn't mute them. So instead of listening to God, he was seeing their post and then he forgot what God and then he reacted. Instead of speaking to the rock, he decided to hit the rock twice. And God says, what you've done, you'll see Canaan, but your two feet will never step there. You will never step into Canaan. So before I miss heaven, Thank God, Zuckerberg has mute. Yes. One of my church members, every time she would take picture. Then she would write a love message, a heartbreak message, a this message. I came to church and I thought about it. When I go, I see 
I would take seriously what you write without the photos. I think I, I would take seriously maybe what you're even saying without the photos. Because what is your bomb bomb has to do with what you are saying? That's what I'm saying. I, I think I'll take seriously what you're saying without the, the photos. Right? So then I, re- I, started, I started asking myself, how do I unsee what I'm seeing? Yes. Then I realized that, oh, you can mute. You also have the f- option of unfriending. You see, one day you reach a place where your salvation means more to you than anybody's behavior. Yes. I sleep cooler. I have a mute list. Yes. I have a mute list. So in case you are seated here thinking I'm seeing your rubbish, Charlie, I muted Kitambo. I muted Kitambo. I have peace of mind when I discovered that mute button. I mute. Now I see I don't like, I mute. Yeah, so in case I'm teaching and it resembles some nonsense you have done, it's not that I'm seeing anything. Yeah. I'm just teaching. Yes. I'm just teaching. Yes. Before all my messages are about, you know, uh, 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 Facebook. And someone hearing me will think the guy is against Facebook. No, I'm not. You get the point now? Yes. Because some people will sit in, and that is the greatest problem around here. People sitting in the church without belonging to the church. Seated in the church, all right. But they are not part of the church. And these two classifications are biblical. Imagine that these two kind will also make their way to heaven. It they shock me. Where are they? I'm shocking at God. Imagine that God is even going to separate them when they come before him. He will separate, the Bible says, you separate the sheep from the goat. So even heaven, they are going to try and they are going to enter. Then when they enter, God says, there are still some goats here. And then he's going to sit down and then he's going to separate his sheep from the goats that misrode and entered heaven. So he says, and before him shall gather what? Shall be gathered what? All nations, Kenya included. I think Kenya will produce the biggest number of goats. If Nigeria is producing about 20 million goats, Kenya will produce 50 million goats. At least our church members, you can even call a goat and say, sit down. (laughs) Were you not in church Sunday when I preach about that nonsense? I saw your post. At least where I come from, you can tell a goat to sit down and you can talk to a goat and he will say, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. 
and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. Careful. Imagine that of all the years God allowed you to stay under this ministry, you enter heaven as a goat. Now God has to be the one who separates you from his sheep. I told you it's going to be blooded here. Yes. See, let me tell you something. The next few points I'm going to give you, some of you, 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 you jam. I don't know how to say it. They understand. And I'm going to say some things. Yes. So first of all, know that there are things we are doing in his body. I had a sound engineer, a sound man in this church before. Every day when we finish church, we have to repair the monitors. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. The tweeters are bent. All the tweeters are finished. So he'll give some bad moves in, on the mixer that if I refuse, like we came here Wednesday, that Sunday, so after church, he has come and told us, the thing is finished. Oh. You have to have to go and buy tweeters and all that. If I don't move Sunday, I will use sound that my mother will feel sorry for me. So, when he was the sound engineer, we had a weekly budget of how much? Of a week. Every week we spent 3000 sometimes 5000 For a very long time, the church, the monitors, the speakers, the, the amplifiers was his shop. So every week when we close, like if we, it's worse when we do prayer service. Where I'm doing, that is worse. That, after that one, for sure, we'll spend like 5,000. Yeah, he just watches us screaming and he's like, let them finish. <laughs> They'll pay. <laughs> he's screaming, but he's going to pay. Yeah. It's worse when we have a prayer meeting. That one, you'll pay. Yeah, who will pay. So I got tired. I got tired. And then I removed him from the position. And he left the church. From that day up till today, no repairs. Calculate 3,000 for two years, three years. Calculate it. I'm telling you, from the day I removed him from the sounds, I took the decision you will no longer manage the sounds. 
da, 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 da. from that day, I'm talking of from Ungara to Langata to Apo, I, I, I have not spent 20,000 repairing anything. You want to tell me that such a young man is saved? You want to tell me that he's part of the sheep of Jesus Christ? Nimbuzi. He's a goat. And you see, he will be separated from the real sheep when he stands before Jesus Christ. Because that is one of the things he's done in his body. Back to 2 Corinthians 5.10. You see, when he stands before Jesus, Jesus will show him what he did in his body. Hmm. All my stories are true. You, you'll be surprised that that young man lived in a house that I paid rent for. On top of the rent, no. He has to con the church. And he has to receive money. Like, it's like the church was working for him. The only mistake we did is that manage the sound. That was the only mistake. Jesus' body needs a sound manager. Can you manage? Yeah, I can manage the sound. What's my salary? Oh, do it for the Lord. Okay. But do it for the Lord who will not pay my rent. Um, what would I do? Repairs. 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 Careful, those of you get brilliant ideas. <laughs> Careful, those of you who are into brilliant ideas. So he gets a brilliant idea. Repairs. 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 Apostle must do repairs. He must do weekly repairs. And he likes good sound. Good sound comes at a cost. Repairs. So I paid. I paid. I paid. I paid. Because he was in the church for a, a long while. And then when I removed him, the body stopped bleeding. I said when I removed him, the body stopped bleeding. So when he says that, whether it be good or bad, accept today that there are good things happening in the church and then there are bad things happening in the church and the judge of all the earth will sit on his seat one day and we all will appear before him and we shall receive the things we did in his body. going to be hot. Let me say it's going to be hotter because it's already hot. Some of you have regretted you came. You had be mine, you came. <laughs> Point number one. What is judgment? <clears throat> what is judgment? When we talk about judgment, remember we're talking about the things done in his body. All throughout the teaching is about the things done what? In his body. So what is judgment? Judgment is the ability to judge. 
Let's go into deeper waters. Judgment is the ability to make a decision. If we have some correct person there, you help me today with or this convention with the points on the screen. The things I'm saying that are relevant. Don't come with repairs cost, please. <laughs> if that young man was still in the church, I will not only now repair monitors, I will repair TV, I will repair lights, I will repair that you see that he's becoming rich through the body. Yes. He brought me a young man who sold me a microphone expensively. <laughs> Watch out, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the young man's name after today because of the deal. His name was Jude. I remember his name. Yes. I remember his name. His name was Jude. The microphone died and I still had to pay for the microphone. Yes. So what I'm teaching you this week eh, is the heartbeat of Jesus. Because this is the body he died for. Yeah. Everything. Easter, Easter, Easter. Easter, Easter is not about traveling to Kakamega. No. Easter, Easter, he purchased a body for himself. You see, that is why Jesus Christ is called the head of the church. If he's the head, what, where is his body? He's the head of his church. Come on now. So where is his body? He sacrificed his body and he gained the headship of the church so he can gain his body which is the bride. So the things happening in his church are very important to him. The church is quiet. What is judgment? How many have I given you? Two. Are you sure? Judgment is the ability to make what? A decision. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion objectively and authoritatively. It's about to go down. <laughs> the guy over there is asking for repair cost. At least bullet it or something. Bullet it. Make it number one. Bullet it. Just do. I don't have to pay for bulleting. They also want me to pay for bullets. <laughs> Bullet it or something. <laughs> if he wants the bullet, he should come and pay us in the studio. <laughs> pay for the software. Careful. <laughs> it's the ability to form what? An opinion. What? Objectively and authoritatively. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion wisely. 
the ability to form an opinion wisely. It's about to go down. (laughs) To form an opinion what? Wisely. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion authoritatively. When I come to that point, some people will not like me. (laughs) And then judgment is the ability to come to a conclusion about someone or something. The ability to come to a conclusion about someone or something. Now that's the one we all easily do, isn't it? Yeah, forming an opinion about other people. In fact, we, 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 we love that one. Oh yeah. You see a sister and say, oh, she's very haughty. She's, she's haughty. Yeah, you see a sister and say, oh, she's proud. Isn't it? Yeah. People form such opinions about others even before they get to talk to the person. Yes. Many of my church members formed opinions about me before they got to know me. Yes. They formed opinions based on what people told them. Do you get it? And then when they encountered me, they realized that, ah, far from that. Yeah, far from that. So as for this last one, we all easily do it. Forming opinion or coming to a conclusion about somebody or something. It's something that we, we do without even thinking twice. Glory to God. Now, what I want you to know is that the absence of judgment is the absence of decision. The absence of judgment is the absence of decision. If you're talking about judgment... And the absence of it, it means that there is no decision being made. (laughs) The absence of judgment means that there is the absence of somebody in the church that can take a matter to a conclusion. There is no such person in the church. To give somebody a role to play and they must take the matter or the project, or the job to a conclusion, make decisions, move in a direction, it is not there. The absence of judgment. Apostle, I thought we are talking about standing in the judgment seat of Christ to receive what it is in the body. Well, this is one of the things that is happening in the body. (laughs) This one. Do you know how many people walk up to pastors like the Pharisees and the Sadducees walked up to Jesus to ask, I, I stand, listen, if you're a pastor, you stand in a very sensitive position. 
So, you must be very discerning. Very, very discerning. A young man walked to my office and he told me about his decision to love a certain sister in the church. I remember I was very tired. I was either praying or fasting or something. So I was lying down. So I told him to pull a chair. He pulled a chair. He sat by me. And then he, he spoke. He spoke. He spoke about how he loved the sister. So I asked a few questions. I said, what, what is the sister doing? He told me. I said, okay. See, wait at least for the sister to finish ABCD. That was my counsel. And then I said, you also have to make sure that the sister feels the same thing you're feeling towards you. The next thing, I'm enjoying myself somewhere and I'm told that I have approved the relationship of brother A and sister A. I am aware. I'm aware. I'm aware that, you know, the brother told me and I said, go ahead. I, when, you see, the beautiful thing about the way I operate, many of you don't know it. I don't keep my pastors in the dark. You are the one doing Chini Amaji. So, the young man was in my church and the young lady was in a branch. So when the brother approached me with this, instantly I called the branch pastor. I have respect for hierarchy. I respect my pastors. They are working with me. So I'm not going to just say, hey, I advise him, yeah, what can LP Burial say? So I told the pastor of the branch that this is what somebody under me has said about somebody under you and how they are feeling themselves. Anyway, this is my counsel to the young man. And I relayed my counsel to the pastor. And that was it. So, you see, leadership is deep. You think it's about just standing here. The things that happens behind the scenes to get the whole church, is, you'll be surprised. So, I called the pastor and said, the young, this young man approached me about your member because even though she's my member all right but she's not seated directly and this is her pastor so i told the pastor this is what the young man in my church has said about the young lady in our church so please watch it (laughs) and i told the young man to wait not to disrupt her till she finishes a b c d and then he makes the move. So I called the pastor and I told the pastor, this, this was my counsel. So when the pastor now heard that I had approved the relationship, is it right there, I already had a witness that this, the brother told me this and I told the pastor exactly what I told the brother. These are the things which lead somebody to leave church. It, it looks very, one young man left the church. Why? Because he went, I, I was driving, I, those days I lived a bit far. So by 5 a.m. I'm on the road. It took me about 45 minutes, one hour to get to church. So I'm driving at dawn and I see two of my church members. 
I said, you're going to church? Come sit in. See, one day, you wonder why your pastor doesn't even, you are, they are doing mandamano. He has a car that is moving safely. He, he sees and he leaves you to the... <laughs> My church member, sit in. So I drove them to church. So in, on the way, we were talking. We spoke about so many things. The next thing, I have one of my daughters come to tell me that Sue's brother, so so and so has said that you have told him to go and see my parents. Because that day you sat in my car. Because that day we spoke about everything. We didn't even talk about your relationship with anybody. So, he goes to the sister and says, Apostle has finally instructed me take my people to see your people. Because there, there were issues with his family and the lady's family. Do you understand? So he was now invoking my name to, and which is not fair. So when I was informed, I called him and I called pastors and I said um, at which point did I tell you to tell sister so so and so that I have said me what me standing here what power do you think I have to tell you to go and see somebody's parent like when you see me what powers do you think I carry I carry some powers but that is not one of the powers I don't know if you understand yeah when I needed to go and see somebody's father I took that power. It's my power. I took it. Nobody told me, Gwen, I went to my uncles and said, you need to go and see the family of so-so and so. I took the decision. I don't know if you understand. You see, I'm saying the absence of judgment is the absence of decision. Some of you, what you do is, you take your problems to somebody. You don't want to make a decision. So you take your issue to somebody and you talk. Then instantly you start invoking. Oh, um, 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 Rachel told me, where is your brain? Where, your own brain? Where have you, have you cooked and eaten your brain? Where is your brain? Why do you go to somebody in order for, they just need to say, oh, he told me this. And then you add other things. So it's no longer your decision. It is what I told you. Meanwhile, you ask for an advice. Apostle said that. How many of you have heard that? How many? Oh, you are pretending now. You stand before the judgment seat, don't worry. Apostle has told me. How many of you have heard that? Hey, let me tell you, 50% of the times, if not 70%, what they said apostle has told me is not true. You'll be surprised. Yeah, you'll be surprised. That's a, a, apostle, I'm a sermon. I should go to, you'll be surprised that what I told the person is totally opposite. For some, they only need people to see them coming out of my office. Then when they now say, Apostle Amesema, you're going to wait. Yeah, you're going to wait. It has weight. Yes, it has weight. 
Do, do you understand? Yeah. That's all. So, you see, me, I, unlike you, I don't know how you follow bishop. I follow bishop because I believe that his teachings about the church are the best teachings if you want to grow a church. I follow bishop. I teach from his book. You see, your fake following is... No, let me explain your fake following to you. You say you listen to Bishop. You look at his church members and they look like this. You say you are listening to Bishop and you are a demon in the church. What following is that? Because if you are truly following, I should see the best Rachel. I should see the best rose. I should see the best titles. Why? Because they are hearing what bishops church members are and what they are doing. You listen to bishop and you are the one shutting down centers. You are the one doing the most worst. What, what are you following? So you can see that you have a form of religion because if truly you are following, I should have the best workers. Why? Bishop has some of the best workers. I should have loyal members. Why? He has some of the loyal members. When mine listen, they become worse. You see the truth of the matter, if you truly read Bishop's books, you, when you read, you see that, ah, we have this problem here. What am I talking about? What it is? He says, one of the saddest things in life is to live amongst people who cannot come to conclusions and take final decisions about issues. It has been one of my biggest problems in this church. Decide if you will be a Christian. You can't decide. I told you it's going to be hot. Just decide that I will be a Christian. Up till now, you are still not decided. Decide that you want to go to heaven. Bado, we have been on for five years now. You are still not decided where you stand. Whether you want to behave like an infidel, whether you want to behave like you have not decided. So, Every now and then, you are in the church. Every now and then, you are outside of the church. You, up to today, you can't decide you want to be a woman of God. You can't decide. Decide you want to be a pastor. You can't decide. Decide you want to be a missionary. You can't decide. It's hot now. Some people, nine years yet to decide. You see, so when a young man, a young woman, sorry, because... The problem is always from the men. When a young woman is going to marry your kind. I've even decided I'm not going to waste time praying. If she only knows what she's going to marry. She'll say, Apostle, deliver me from Eva. (laughs) You put your name there. You want to marry somebody who for nine years hasn't made up his mind. Nine years, ten years, eight years, 
seven years is the saddest thing is to live amongst people who cannot make up their minds. If you walk around me, one of the things you know me for is my decisiveness. I make a decision. I reached a place one time in my academics. I had to decide whether I will finish university or I will jump into the ministry. I was in first, sec- I was a sophomore. I was f- second year, first semester. My mom passed on. Why did I go to school? I went to school because of my mother now. Me, go to school. I could speak English. I was okay. And ministry required speaking English. I had it finished. Yes. So I had to decide whether I would go forward or not. And I sat down. I said, my mom, if she was alive, I wanted to go to school, finish school, get some auditing job. You know, auditors earn a lot of money in my country. I don't know about you. They drive Prados and all, travel to, you know, like now be coming to Kenya for um, audits, you know, <laughs> either with KPMG or um, Deloitte and Tush. That's, I, that's all I knew. I wanted. Then I said, well, she's dead. I, I had to sit down and, you see, there are people I know to decide to finish school is taking seven years. Oh, you see, you shouldn't have come here. I was going to do four years Bachelor of Commerce. I was not going to do one month extra. My mother dead or not. So when I made up my mind, my mom is dead. Then I told myself, okay, what I can do to, you know, make her toils not become useless is to get my first degree. That's, you see, it's not that I can't do masters. I can do masters. These days when I hear uh, I'm going to do masters, it's as though masters is a ticket to, I can sit in my room and have masters. Some of you, you are bamboozled by those, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my masters and, uh, you know, already I'm doing my PhD. I'm, what is all those? Will you carry to the judgment seat of Christ? You won't. Go and see the most educated man when he's dead and they are talking about his achievement. They don't, they even forget their credentials. Yes. You're, the only title, the last title when you are living is the late Raymond. That's the late, the late PhD, whatever, nothing. So I made a decision. I just wanted my mom to be proud that at least her sacrifice. So I said, I'm going to do it. So I had to clean my tears and I said, I will never write a referral. I did my bachelor of commerce in the midst of my grieving. I had to make sure better I get Daudi, but to come back and write the paper, I said, Mba. And I'm doing ministry. I was doing campus ministry. I had a church in Accra. Every Friday, I traveled five hours to Accra to do Kesha. 
back Saturday morning, 9 a.m. I'm in human resource lecture. Up to 3 p.m. I finished 3 p.m. I have gone to make sure that the guest for Sunday is or arrived. We've picked him, take him to his hotel room. I take his clothes. He's going to wear Sunday iron it. I make sure he has eaten. By the time my Saturday is done, 9 p.m., I go to bed. Sunday morning, I'm in church screaming. I've already arranged how the preacher will be picked up to the service of thousands of students. That was my life in the university. And I finished on time. You, you have no such encumbrances. You are taking seven years to finish. Don't worry. The decision you want to, don't take it. You see, we can see, share the grace now. <laughs> we can share the grace now. To be amongst people who dilly darling, dilly darling, dilly darling. Do I? Do I not? Do I? As you are doing, do I? Do I not? Time is flying. Do I? Do I not? Do I? Do I not? To not be able to make a decisive decision. And I've relayed my experience before. And I relate it to people that sit under me. But to finish anything, they don't want to finish. Oh, apostle, I have a testimony. I'm going to finish school. I'm going to... Two years. Glory be to God. The Lord has brought me to the final year of my exams. The final years of my exams. By the grace of God, I'm going to clear and two years. My wife worried me. Don't tell her, but she worried me. When I married my wife, the doctors told me that she was not going to give birth. I said, praise the Lord. I didn't like buying pampers to begin with. So then I I said to her, she was sad when we came from, I said, the day I want you to give birth, you give birth. You see, I didn't spend hours praying on the park doing Kesha and I carried nothing home. I carried anointing. I know I'm anointed. I'm not saying it so you believe. I said I know I'm anointed. I told you, you have one, one Pekins. When I want the Pekins, you have them. Yeah. They didn't even wait. They started popping out. Yes. The doctors told my wife that you, you have a few, few chances of giving birth. So if one comes by mistake, don't do anything to it. Yes, because I had a three-year plan. Just enjoy marriage. Sex, 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 sex. Three years. Yes, I had a three-year plan. If, if you like ask her, she'll tell you. I had a three-year plan. No picking. No, no, no. Say me, sitaki. And then at that time, I, was, I had started itinerary, so I was also traveling. I didn't want that encumbrances of here, there. So, I, you see, decisions are very, very powerful. And the person who is not making it is denying himself or herself of some sort of power. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Able to bring a matter to a conclusion. Hmm. Hey. 
I see my church, that, that they don't like me anymore. <laughs> I said, Bishop said, one of the saddest things in life is to live amongst people who cannot come to conclusions and take final decisions about issues. Some brothers here, they don't know whether they want to marry a brown sister. They don't know whether they want to marry a a black sister. They don't know whether they want to marry a tall sister. They don't know whether they want to marry a short sister. They are undecided, you know. And as you are undecided, 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 undecided. Oh, today, yeah, 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 I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you. I'm I'm not feeling you, I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling you, feeling you. You see, then time is flying. And then you expect somebody to wait for you. It's hot. You expect somebody to wait for you. When are you going to marry me? Oh, this year. This year. This year came. And then you said, You see, you see, you can see my condition. You can see my situation. Hmm? She's supposed to wait. Next year, next year will come. You say next year, next year will come. You say next year, next year will come. You say next year. Meanwhile, you have eaten all the honey in the pot. A brother came to tell me something. He was not from my church. He was from LP's church. I think LP's church, they like me. Yeah. Apache members don't like me much. He too, when he came here, eh, I was lying down. You see, I remember these two scenarios. Yes. I was lying down. So I told the brother, come. And he, I said, draw your seat. seat. He drew his seat. And then he, he, his problem was indecision. We are talking about 2023. The brother is talking about 2024. So I told the pastor, tell him to come and see me. So he came. And I said, what, what, what am I here? You are saying what? I said, my friend, my friend, stop that nonsense. Go quickly. Make up your mind. This is what you do at this time and at that time. You see, if that brother goes and says, apostle told me to do this, because when I finished with him, I told his pastor what I told him. I will say, yeah, I told him this is what, because I also told the pastor. Some of you, when somebody comes and says, apostle, I'm a sermon, do I look like I have 20 heads that you cannot approach me? But approach me and say, apostle, I heard that you said, I said, I said what? Do you understand? Yes. One young lady came. If you don't walk with wisdom in the church, I don't know whether she came or she wrote to me, you know, because people were.
gossiping that she was in a relationship with a certain brother in the church. And that apostle also knows, hey, my name, eh? My name has been invoked in everything. Yes. So she was worried and she wrote me a long message explaining and all that. I said, why are you worried? I said, me, do I look like I'm afraid to call you and say, I see the way you and Ibra, your heads get closer, just few inches. What is happening? Do I look like I'm afraid? And I said, I hear many things, but I do not believe until I have a reason to believe. I never form my opinions about somebody based on somebody's opinions about them. And that is why I look at some of my church. I live my life in front of my church members. You can stand in front of people. You can be amongst them for many years. Somebody who has not spent one hour with me comes and tells Odo something and Odo says it is the gospel. Yet she has been with me longer. Who should not who should know me better? You should know me better. Somebody tells you something, then you believe. You see, people are quick to form and arrive at conclusions when it is negative. But when it has to be positive, oh, Christine is a nice girl. Oh, it will take forever for them to agree. She's a bad girl. Yeah. I've been feeling some things like that myself lately. I've been feeling it. I've been feeling it. See, in a split of a second, you've made a decision because it is a bad decision. It's hot. It's hot. I said to somebody, I said, me, I'll die and go. And it's when my church members will say, Apostle was a good man. Anybody, when I die, you say I'm a good man. And whilst I was living, you didn't say I was a good man. Eh? I'll wake up and slap you in your dreams. <laughs> hmm? I'm talking about people who can't make up their minds. Make up your mind that you want to be a pastor. You can't make up your mind. Make up your mind you want to be a businessman. You can't make up your mind. Make up your mind you'll be a missionary. You, in fact, make up your mind you'll be a husband. We are waiting. So when I left, I think... Pastor Edwin or one of the pastors taught you about the eight great decisions of a leader. Yeah. And I'm sure he taught you that some of the decisions are choices between two evils. It says that one is a lesser evil. You have to choose anyway. You are waiting for a, a, a handsome, tall, dark, money loaded man. With a house, with a car. Then there is another one who has some of those features, but without money. Then, you see, you still have to choose two evils anyway. The man with the money has no character. He has no respect for women. 
choose. The young man who is now struggling to make it may honor you as a wife, may respect you, love you as a wife, and then may have one or two character flaws. It's a choice between two evils in a way. But if you're going to be a great leader, you will have to make some decisions. And there are about eight of them. Who to marry is one of them. And you see, you cannot decide. So you are not great. You didn't say amen. But it's alright. <laughs> yeah. You cannot decide. You cannot decide. <laughs> the decisions will not be... You know, and, and sometimes you see good decision, good decision. And you have to even choose between the two good decisions. And people don't sit down to think to come to a conclusion. Yeah. You have to, oh, um, to live in Ghana or to live in Kenya. There are two good countries, I believe. Uh-huh. But you have to choose one. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, to live in the UK, let's move the scale. To live in the UK or to live in the US. Huh? Two good countries, if you're talking about going to do well financially, you have to choose between the two. Right? Yeah. What I'm teaching tonight is the fact that people can make up their mind. In fact, there are people seated here who are yet to make up their minds about me being their pastor. Me, I'm, I'm one of the most dangerous pastors and I'm going to tell you why. When I know that I'm not your pastor and you die and they bring your dead body, me too, I'll reject you. You rejected me whilst you are alive. I'll also reject you when you die. Why do people like bringing dead bodies to pastors? We want living bodies. Living bodies. You see, whilst you are in the church, show that you are a real church member. Not you left the church one year ago. You left the church six months ago. Nobody has seen you. Nobody knows. And then when something happens, so his church, that is his church. When they bring you, I'll reject you. And I've not done any wrong. Yes. You are my church member. I don't see you on Sundays. Then they want me to use my Sunday service for Thanksgiving, burial, uh, funeral and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving service on su- Sunday that you don't come. You see, like now I've, 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 I've made my decision on such members. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to toy. I've made my decision. If you are not a good church member whilst you are alive, I will not bury a good dead church member. Because you're only good when you are dead. I don't know if you have noticed that. You cannot offend anybody. You're a good man. When you die, you can't offend anybody. When you die, you can't insult anybody. When you're good when you are dead. So if you were bad when you are alive, I don't want a good dead church member. Favor, are you listening to me? Someone, people leave churches. Hey, I like the orthodox. 
the Roman Catholic, the Presbyterian, the, they will go to the records. And they will check. If you want us to bury, pay all the dues. Your mother didn't pay dues for five years. We have calculated. It comes to 250000 If you want us to, and people fault them for that. No, people want to use the church. They are dead and still want to, dead people want to use the church. Dead. Some of you are seated there, you don't even have tight cards. Yes. And we should have, every year we should, or every two years we should collect the tight cards because we have, let's say 2022, 2023. If you feel that you caught, you return it to us as a part of our records. Yes. Huh. Uh, Rose doesn't like this point. <laughs> Christine, uh, yeah, Christine doesn't like this point. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't like this point. This point of keeping tight cards. Why should they keep tight cards? We'll keep it. It shows whether you were a good living church member. Yes. Decide. Make up your mind. Yeah. Is it make up your mind you go to the toilet? Don't sit in the house and be farting all over the place. Just make up your mind that I'm, I'm supposed to go to the toilet. Did you see that one coming? To even make such a simple decision between me and the toilet is there. To just get up, I've decided I'm going. No. Do you know people who we wee on the bed? People who we wee on the bed is indecision. Do you know how it works? You see, your, the, the body has chemicals, physiologically. It has chemicals. And the chemicals communicate with the brain. So you're lying on the bed, and you are pressed. But you are too lazy to wake up. So the chemicals tell your brain, get up, go now, go. Then you say, I won't go. Then the chemicals give you a dream. In the dream, you were running and you got tired and you wanted to pee because you were running and you saw yourself running from thicker to town and then you stopped on the way to pee. Don't pee, oh, get up. <laughs> Do you understand? So you see yourself. Peeing in the dream and you are enjoying it. Hey, that's one of the nicest pee. Yeah, you enjoy it. And then when you wake up, you say, hey, I was not running from thick car. <laughs> it can happen to anybody. Yes. And it's indecision to not get up, to get up or to not get up. And it happens to lazy people. 
Very lazy. Too lazy to get up. Yes. You see that you come up with a dream right now. Yes. And in those dreams always involve one of these activities. You are either peeing or you're in the washroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see that you physically deliver a bomb on your bed. <laughs> true or not true? Yeah, you, you deliver a bomb. What betides you if you are married? <laughs> <laughs> Mercy. I say, what betides you if you are married <laughs> and you deliver a bomb? <laughs> Careful. Just decide. You have not decided until even your dreams, you are undecided. I don't. One of the frustrations with people around me is how I make decisions. Yeah. But this week you understand a lot. You will understand a lot. Yes. This week, oh, you will understand a lot. Yes. You will understand a lot about the workings of the church. Remember, we're talking about the things done in his body. What made Solomon one of the greatest people, wise man, greatest man that ever lived. His greatness began when he took a decision. Two harlots came to Solomon with a problem. The moment he was decisive and he took the decision, the people began to see a wise king. Go with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 3. Are you here? Or you've gone home? Eric, are you here? Yeah. First Kings 3, verse 25. And the king said, you know, they came with whining stories. Eh? Me and my neighbor, we each have a child. Eh? She slept on her child. She took my child whilst I was sleeping. Hey. So Solomon said, the king said, divide the living child in two. Stop there. Pastor, they have brought you a baby. Decide between these two women who owns the baby. Pastor is saying, take knife and took the baby. You see, we told you you are in diabolic churches. You see, we told you that there is wickedness. Pastors are not good people. Take, divide the child into two. Do what? Give half to the one and half to... Can, can you imagine the sight? Divide a baby. That's the judgment. 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 Divide the baby. Give one to this one. Give half to this one. Verse 26. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son and she said oh my lord give her the living child 
and in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Two people are in the church. This kind of people that are in the church. Kill the church. Let the church die. No, let's keep the church alive. These two people are in the church. Slay the child. Divide it into half. Give the half to this. Give the half to that. Then the one to whom the child truly belonged. Her bow. She couldn't withstand her baby being killed. Better she's alive or he's alive with this woman than her being killed. Don't, no, my Lord. Don't, don't slay the child. 27. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child. And in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. Wow. What manner of wisdom is this? Verse 28. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged. And they feared the king. They feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do what? Judgment. Some people can't judge. I mean, what kind of a human? You, you said you also saved. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say you were saved the other day? Did you say you were saved? Did you say you were saved? You cannot make judgments. You cannot make decisions. So, when Paul says we have the mind of Christ, which mind did you get when you got saved? I'm talking about judgment. You know when they were burning the presidents, former presidents, Uh, land. Some people went for condo, sheep. You see, if you are you're watching some of these things, you need judgment. You have to ask yourself, why are we like this? Why are we like this? Let me tell you something, by the way. Pray that you, you never get involved in an accident in this country. Where the speedy reaction of somebody, five minutes reaction, is what will save your life. Pray you are never in such a situation. Because when people get into accidents, they don't get helped. They get robbed. I said, pray that you are never where somebody's reaction, maybe even lifting you from the car, turning you in a particular way is the difference between your survivor or your death. Pray you are never in a situation like that because you do not get help until your phones are stolen, your iPads, your laptops, 
once they have removed them, is when they now looked at you. Is he dead or alive? Pray that you never get involved in an accident where somebody's quick reaction is what should save your life. So they are burning somebody's property. People are stealing goats and stealing condo. And then one man even put seat belts on the condo. You see, if you see all these things without judgment, there's something wrong with you yourself. You have to tell yourself, this is wrong. The worst one for me was a man and his wife or a man or his babe, both of them attempting to steal a condo. They tried opening the boot. Boot is not opening. They tried opening the door. The woman tried to open the boot. It's not open. The man tried. It's not. What God is telling you, you can't steal what doesn't belong to you. But that's not even the judgment. That a man married a wife who cannot advise him is the judgment. Grant, I'm the thief. Why don't you be the righteous wife? Say, honey, we can't eat stolen condo. So when I, I, and I've taught in this church that make sure that you are in a relationship or you're going to marry somebody and one of you is the conscience of the relationship or the conscience of the marriage. When I saw that two, the two standing there. This is easily somebody's elder in church. I said, this guy, you go and investigate. He's an elder. You, you, you see, he's an elder in one of the churches. Or a choir master. His head makes him look like a choir master. Yes. I watched the video. I watched the video. They tried putting the... Fact, the woman has to even hold the leg of the condo so the condo doesn't run away. They tried opening the boot, it won't open. I pray for you that you get somebody who will not spear you on to do bad things in your life. Yeah. If you watch and you don't have judgments. Some of you, you see some of these things and even the teachings of the house doesn't come to mind. Uh This is what our pastor teaches. It doesn't even come to your mind because you're bereft of judgment. When I saw the video, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Thief woman marry thief man. Makes sense. Because if you're not a thief, do you understand? And he's going to steal condo. You say, no, no, no. Because truth of the matter is, hear me, there is a curse in the house of a thief. You say, sweetheart, don't bring us any curse. This one's If they don't receive the punishment for this, their children will receive it. You see, don't bring bring your generations into difficulties. 
I won't be surprised if one day their child is killed for being an armed robber. Oh yeah. Because some of the things you do today, you think, oh me, I've done it, I'm gone. You have sown a seed generations after you will reap. So when I teach, is it this about this? See that I'm not involved in this. Then you say, eh, when I kill it, don't come and eat it. I say, I won't eat. At least somebody should have a conscience. Hey, don't be fooled though. All these young men here, like Titus and all, when they are getting ready to marry, many of them, many of them, they will look for a girl that supports their nonsense. This one. He will look for a girl that will say, yeah, it's all right, honey. I'm going to steal money tomorrow from the company. He say, yeah, steal plenty. In fact, how much were you going to steal? So 500,000, they make it 1 million. <laughs> Can't you see we are suffering in this house? I don't know if you are listening to me. Yeah. Careful. So you see, that's where judgment comes in. And when you can't make the judgment, take these thieves out of off the screen. Take this. <clears throat> Remove the thieves. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Yeah. Otherwise, even as a married couple, eh, if you don't have judgment, you see, I, I feel sorry for people who in the name of love start thinking alike. Oh, wait a We have all fallen in love before. But I also know that when you fall in love, your brain doesn't jump into the other person's brain. I mean, if it were that when you fall in love, we all see Rayson's brain jumps and now we see it enter the brains of the head of his beloved. Then we know that he doesn't have his brain. Where is his brain? In the, is with the beloved. Do you understand? So when they make the same whatever, we understand. But when we fall in love, our brains don't jump into each other's brain and stay there. So watch this. So now you are in a courtship or relationship and then your beloved says, oh, you know, let's go and steal condo. Then you say, yeah. Where's your own judgment? Where's your own judgment? You see? I, I remove the thieves from the screen. <laughs> you go and see that lady is choir member in a powerful church. A worship leader. When she sings, angels look for a place to fly. She's still in condo. Is that why my teachings in my church are not about um, um, some like I teach real things, practical things. Things that you can see are, when you just open your eyes a little, you see around you. Yes. Some of the nastiest people at work are church leaders. Oh, yeah. 
if they work for a company, go to the company and see. The nasty, they are all in churches. You see, you cannot say amen now. Mercy. For they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do what? Judgment. Number two. What is justice? Let's look at justice. It's about to go down. (laughs) Bishop says that where there is justice, decisions, again, you see, decisions, decisions and conclusions are characterized by fairness. Justness, reasonableness, and even handedness. It's too much to contain, eh? Where there is justice, decisions and conclusions are characterized by fairness, justness. Reasonableness. So the decisions are what? Reasonable. Do you get it? And even handedness. So the the decision is not punitive in an evil way. It is even handed. Are you listening to me? So... I'm going to give you a few pointers here. Justice is a characteristic that is greatly desired in human society. Everywhere you go, they speak of justice. Right? They speak of justice. I want to take out the meaning of judgment and justice out of the way, then we move deeper. Do you understand? So justice is very desired um, in human society. Justice is the quality of being fair or impartial. You are fair. Down to the middle. Where there is justice, there is fairness. Do you agree? Where there is justice, there is what? Fairness. Where there is justice, there are impartial decisions. Where there is justice, there is even-handedness. And then, where there is justice, decisions taken are just and fair. Decisions taken are what? They are just and fair. It is very comforting to know that we are going to stand before God who is impartial. Do you understand? He's not just impartial, he's fair. And then also he's even-handed. You see, God is not going to um, take decisions when we stand before him and when you look at the decisions, you'll be like, oh, I, don't, I, I know I did this, but I don't deserve this. Every decision God will take, 
Even though the decision is coming against you, you know that, yeah, I deserve. That's how impartial God is. So, when you see the justice of God, and this week, which is the holy week, or the week of the passion, is the week in which the justice demanded payment. The justice of God. This is the week it demanded payment. Pastor, what are you talking about? Man sinned. So for all the years, they used cows, goats to appease God. It didn't work because it was not fair. Justice was not being served. Man sinned. So man must pay the penalty for his sin. And God waited until the day Jesus paid that penalty and justice was satisfied. Fairness. Man sinned. Goats could not pay for man. It had to take man to pay the penalty and satisfy justice. So on the cross of Calvary, hear this, God's justice was fully satisfied. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Before I move on, one of the things I need to say to you is that many people think that judgment and justice will be only when we die. And that thought has made a lot of people don't care what they are doing now. And they don't care about their actions. But the truth of the matter is, even whilst we are living and walking gradually to the end of our lives, judgment and justice is already being served. There are people who receive judgment whilst living. There are some justice that is served whilst people are alive. And then the continuation is after they are dead. Remember the scripture that Paul, I think is Paul, he said, some men's sins are going ahead of them. Is it justice? There are some things you do now, you receive the judgment when you die. Then there are some things you will do now. You receive, the, like they tell you, do not indulge in sex before marriage. You say, eh, pastor, you are the stopper of sweetness. So, you go and you have unprotected sex, right? And then you get super gonorrhea. You see, your judgment has already begun. Your judgment has already begun. You see, and sometimes you say, oh, you know, you are wiser than King Solomon. And then you see that you enter a situation and you, no, no, no. Hey, my judgment has started. Oh, yeah. Justice is already being served. Come on now. So there are, as we are living, there are some people who are already receiving the judgment. And then there are some, when they die, then they receive the judgment. You see, let me show you something beautiful today. Hebrews 9.27 (laughs) 
it is appointed unto men once to what? To die. But after this, the judgment. After this, the judgment. After this, the judgment. So watch this. When you die, your judgment begins. After this, the judgment. Pastor, what are you saying? All dead people, you think they are in one hall waiting for us to come. Then they receive their judgment. They have received their judgment. Pastor, what do you say is in the Bible? Yes. Two people died. The rich man. When they die, you go here. <laughs> you come here. Because there is nothing like, it's one of the first, way before L.P. Berry became a pastor, it's one of the first quest, biblical questions she asked me. When people die, what happens to them? So I had to, I don't know if she understood what I said then. Because there's nothing like an intermediate, the Bible doesn't support an intermediary state between death and then the glorification. Are you listening to me? Yes, the Bible does, there's no such thing. Or your school fees has finished. There's no such thing like they are in an intermediary. Where are the souls of men? And then you cannot have a soul life without a body. So when souls exit, they receive their glorified body for existence. There's nothing like an intermediate. So after this judgment, so when you die and people are crying and then the pastor is lying, he's in a good place. Don't cry. He's gone to heaven to be with the Lord. Be sure that the pastor is telling the truth. I'm not God, but if I oversee your funeral, I won't lie. I'm not God, but if I oversee your funeral, I won't lie. I have to preach at your funeral. Hmm. I say, brothers and sisters, death comes to all of us. Because I'm going to win souls at your funeral. Yes, after altar call. Even the most divisive, cantankerous, loud mouth today are quiet. In my years of pastoring Sister Evelyn, I've never seen a more quarrelsome sister. This, brothers and sisters, is the end of all men. How are you living your life? You lie here. You cannot fight now. Is Evelyn fighting? Don't say no. When I finish, I do altar call. You see that half of the funeral, people will come forward to give their lives to Jesus. I will not lie. The way I know you is the way I will describe you. No sugar coating. And I don't think I'll ever bury somebody and say, I open my mouth and say, oh, he's, he or she is in heaven. I be God. Hmm? 
I'll, t- I'll say, as we are standing here now, we don't know where our sister is going. We don't know. Only God knows. So be sure that you are really saved so that wherever she's going, you don't join her there. If I ever met a more, a more difficult church member, it was Sister Evelyn. There will not be a quarrel in the church and Sister Evelyn was not there. Yeah, she's in the midst. This one has gone and said this. Sister Evelyn said it. All the things Sister Evelyn has been saying, can she say them now, today? No. It's the end of all men. Death has silenced her. She's receiving her judgment. We don't know where she's going. Yes. After this judgment, the judgment. After this, the judgment. Careful. <laughs> Bima. Yeah. Judgment and justice. <laughs> some of you, some of the things happening in your life are the judgments already. It's not even waiting for you to die. Justice is come to serve you hot and spicy. Careful. Sometimes you have to look at your life. Some of you, I know you have, but not in the way you should. Like some of you, you look at all your suffering, you say, who have I offended at all? Have you ever asked yourself that? Yeah. You, like you see the situation and you're like, who have I been of? Sometimes you see, you, you, have, you haven't offended. The p- people who have offended, who they offended are dead. Eh? And then the judgment has come. And you see, the blood of those, the one who offended is the same blood you have. So it visits the people in the bloodline. And you, people or families already experience judgment. Number three, judgment and justice are more important than other things in the church. I told you it's about the things done in the body. Uh The things done what? In the body. And I'm saying that number three, judgment and justice are more important than other things in the church. Matthew 23, 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Hmm, Careful. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. So there are weightier matters of law. You get it? 
good. Then he says, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not leave the other undone. Pay attention to this. In case you're wondering, why must he teach this? It's, maybe it's even boring. The teaching must, must, might be boring. But look at where Jesus put the matter of judgment. He placed it even above tithing. So you are a tither. You tithe. But you don't walk in judgment and justice. That could be also the reason your tithe doesn't even work for you. Because even though you tithe, you are the most unfair person at the workplace. Who wants to handle? If you have come to return the lost time, there you go. You have come. Monday, you will go to work and sabotage somebody. So, you pay tithe, but you have an evil heart. So, how does the tithe work for you? You are the one who entered the wrong thing into the system, but you used somebody's card or whatever and logged in and entered the wrong thing. Somebody is being fired. Sunday you come and give tithe. So you will see that judgment and justice is far more important than many other things in the church. Do we have church members who understand judgment? Who understand justice? If you have come to return the lost time, you have come here, but you have lied your way. You have deceived your way. You have everything. When we talk of queen of sabotage, it is you. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, appoint somebody leader over something in the church. And you see that people want the pair. Let me appoint Mrs. Edwin as a leader over something. You see, Adam, when did she come to the church? Some of us, we are not going to cooperate. Some of us, we are going to be. If you have come to return the lost time, you see the person running. I've come with the lost time. Yet you are a saboteur. You, you, you sabotage everything. You are no different than the guy who goes under somebody's car and tampers with the brakes. You have set the young man on the road to failure. If you have come to return the lost time, this is my tithe. Lord, overlook what I did. I tampered with the bricks. Overlook it, okay? God, this is the tithe. I'm bribing you. When women are talking to me, ladies are talking to me, I use filters. If you're a man and women are talking to you, or ladies are talking to you, or like I'm, I'm a man, I wanted to, unfortunately, I'm a man. No, <laughs> fortunately, I'm a man. And then my leaders are women. Every one of them, from Epi Burial, Epi Lisa, every one of them. The only person I don't use filter when I'm talking to him is Pastor Edwin. When, you're, when women are talking to you, you are a leader. 
you have to use filters. Pastor Edwin is going to tell me, Apostle, it was this, this, this. Everybody's, hey, Apostle. He said, use the filter. Use the filter. He said, remove that. If you, if you knew, use the filter and cut that one off. I'm talking to you as a leader. Use the filter. Hey, some people use the filter. Is it the real issue is there? It's one line. Yeah. Juliet didn't come to church. That's the one line. Then, so use the, the drama is where the filter, so use the, the filter, remove this one, remove it, and then you come to the, the, the information without the emotions, the embellishment, and the, the, the drama, and the, the exaggerations. You use filters. Unless you do that, by the time people say, hey, I pursue. Then you see that your your heart already has reached a high. You are ready to chop off somebody's head. No, you use filters. They're gonna yeah, it starts like that. I don't know whether I should be speaking about this session or not. Is it Pastor Edu is not going to come and say, Apostle, I don't know if I should. He said, Apostle, I need to tell you something. And then he talked. Women. That's why if you're a husband, you are not in the house. You enter the house. Then your wife starts. Hey, today, there was war in this house. Use the filter. Straight start with the filter. Yeah, start with the, use the filter straight away. I visited one of my uncles. I've never, I'll never forget. My cousins were there. You know, I lived with them in another country. They attend a church, my uncle attends a church where they believe in only the Old Testament. Their prophet believes in only, so they do everything like my uncle's built a house and that house is built in a way that when his wife is in her period, there's a certain part she goes to sleep and she doesn't come to the main house. She even built the house with the Old Testament in mind. So me, I'm minding my own business. That's how I got to go to Pastor Chris' church for the first time. So I'm in Lagos. My uncle is there. So, I, we were just chilling in the house. Then my uncle's wife asked me a biblical question. Ah, me, Bible professor. He asked me a biblical question. So, I took the opportunity. I went to Colossians. Because she was asking about the Sabbath and all that. I, I went to Colossians. Not eating this. I explained from the book of Colossians. Da, da, da. Not knowing it was a trap. When my uncle arrived from work that day, they entered the room. They talked, 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 talked. When my uncle came out, his disposition towards me had changed. Apparently, he was told that I said the practices of their church was a cake. CG, what, what? My uncle told me, Sunday, one of my boys, my uncle had a lot of boys. He said, one of my boys will take you to a church of your choice. You are not following us to our church. I said, okay. So, I told a young man to take me to Pastor Chris' church. That was 1990 something. Yeah. 
1990 something. At that time, Pastor Chris had started Night of Bliss. The second Night of Bliss, I was in Lagos. And there were amazing miracles. Blind eyes were open. Cripples were practically working. So the Sunday was the Sunday after Night of Bliss. I said, please take me to Pastor Chris Church. So I went to Pastor. He had returned from that night of bliss. So the anointing was there. Me, I enjoyed myself. When I came back to the house, there was like funeral. (laughs) From that day, I said to myself, even if I'm asked whether Jesus slapped God or not, I have no answer. Did you understand? You see, my uncle didn't listen to the wife with filters. Yes. So if you are going to be a just husband, for example, if you have people's children living with you as a man or as a, yes, let me say, as for the women, forever, oh Lord, they will not develop it. But as a man, you have your own children and then you have other people's children living in the same house. You have to develop filters. Because your wife will tell you something about the other Pekings. She never will tell you about your own Pekings. So if you are not careful, you will be maltreating other people's children because you are not using filters. You too, you must develop eyes and you must develop ears so you can make judgment and be just. Bima, just judgment and justice. You see, all the wicked women don't like what I'm saying. Have you ever asked yourself why men do well with stepchildren and women don't do well with stepchildren? Let her stay in the church and pray for 24 hours. She's a woman. You bring her a stepchild. Stepchild will die. They don't do well with stepchildren. A man can raise another man's child easily. Few women can raise somebody else's child. When we say women have problem, women have problem. So if you are not careful, now you have to appease your current wife and her, you know, whims and caprices against your child. And you see a mumu man cannot have a stand. So when women are talking, you must have filters. Those of you brothers who believe in gossips, you see, brothers who believe in gossips don't have filters. They love it. And some of the brothers I see in the church, they don't even have filters. Yeah. I know one or two brothers, I can tell they have filters. Yes. Yes. The majority don't have filters. Yes. You should see them talking. They are worse than Mombasa women. (laughs) So even in the church, you need filters. When you can get a report, eh? If you are not careful, you kill the people before you see them. 
time, I don't know if this is the example. There was a situation. You hear one side of the story. Then you're like, no. Then you hear the other side. Hey, the Bible is so true. He who is first to state his matter seems right until another comes. In Africa, if you beat one, one man, his wife beat him. Beat him bad. When she finished, she went to the police station and reported that the man beat him. Hey. Yes. Then the man now carrying his wounds. When he went, the police arrested him. Do, do you understand? In Africa, the first to go is the one right. Because if you knew you were right, why didn't you come here first? Do, do you understand? So, the first to narrate. Sometimes as a leader, if you're not careful, that's why if you have, if you have sat in meetings with me, huh, you see, I tell this person, speak. Don't speak. I will examine you to speak. Then you now use the filters. Filter this one. Filter this one. And arrive at the katikati like this. Otherwise, <laughs> you will not be a just leader. You will not be a fair leader. And then, you see, when you are a fair leader, people don't like you. And I've, I've seen, I, I know what I'm teaching about. You see, when somebody lies to you, I'm, you know when I say this, you know I'm a leader. When they lie to you and they realize you didn't believe they are lying, they get angry. <laughs> true or not true? true? Yes. I have seen people getting angry because I didn't believe them. They wish I believed them. But if you chose not to believe them, yeah. Then you see that now they've added you to the mix. So a leader has to be just. You must have judgment, first of all. And it will lead you to making just decisions. You'll be fair. Do you get it? If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. Yes. As much as I like my secret millionaire, Lynette, when she's wrong, I tell her, you're wrong. Don't look at me like that. I, 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 you see, you have to be fair. Otherwise, you'll see that you, your decisions are very partial. Your decisions will favor Kikuyu's. Uh huh. Yeah. All the problems you find in the world today result from the lack of judgment and justice. So in the church, Jesus has placed this above all other issues. That's why I can confidently want to teach it during Easter. Because what, what is the essence of a church and the members don't understand judgment. And they don't understand justice. 
That is how come, LP, somebody will lead a group of people outside of the church. It's the same reason if this young man is in relationship with this young lady and you know that this relationship will destroy him and you tell him, then she would carry him and say, let's go. And the mumu, without judgment, will follow. How many times have I not seen it? I have seen it. Do you want me to tell you how many members we have lost to useless relationships? One young man used to be in the church. You should see him, the most humble. An apostle. Very humble. Apostle. Went and lived with one church members in one church member. I called the church member. I said, be sure that they don't use your house for husband and wife things. If you meet that young man and they tell you he could be that diabolic, you will say, bah. Have you, has, have you seen, few people have talked to me while kneeling down. That young man could talk to me kneeling by my side. I'll sit down in front. Early in church, he'll come. And when he's talking, he doesn't feel. He'll, he'll kneel down as he's talking to me like a son. After abortions, of abortions, on abortions, carried my singer out of the church. And you should see how he maneuvered the whole thing. Even the person he lived with didn't see it coming. But you see, a young lady follows a young man like that. Many of you don't know that God has positioned you in the church for your own safety, especially some of you young girls. Is it my womb that they are scraping like sophoria? It's not my womb. You want them, you, they put baby there, go and remove it. You are removing it. Is it my womb? Is it my womb that they are using scapula and dragging out tissues of babies? No, 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 I don't have a womb. I don't have one. The boys don't have one. Now you go suffer. If you don't believe that, that God has placed you in a church so you develop sound judgment and then hear the teaching. This is what I've been, I'm being taught against. Now you go do. You do abortions. Continue. When the day they remove your womb, you see that, that when it's time for that boy to marry, you go and bring a Brazilian model. Huh. You, you, when you see the model, you, you say, where is my womb? <laughs> but whilst I'm teaching it, don't mind apostle, you know. Not my apostle. Where's your judgment when they are telling you, don't my apostle? Where's your judgment? Yes? Where's your judgment? We have lost many members to useless relationships. Relationship that was going nowhere. Is it that thing was going nowhere to begin with? So when I'm teaching, I said, it's, it's about the things done in his body. If the things I'm saying are not done in his body, don't buy it. Hey. Where there is no judgment and justice, 
you see a lot, like the first world war. The first world war. Do you know how the first world war came about? Because a man was killed. The whole world fought because the Archduke of Austria, Franz Ferdinand, was assassinated. That's it. One man was killed. And the world fought. Because justice was not served. When they looked into it, they discovered that the, uh, the assassination was done by some extremists from Serbia. And they didn't like how the um, Hungarian, Austro-Hungarian Empire had so much dominance. So they wanted to remove some of the powers of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So they assassinated the Archduke. And that is how the whole world fought. The French Revolution. Do you know how, why the, how the French, it started? Because there was no bread. And then man, the man. Mercy. Yeah. The, the French Revolution. Yeah. The French, eh, listen, the French are a very amazing group of people. Yeah, the French. <laughs> Fever, don't get angry. People who can fight start a whole revolution because of lack of bread. Do, do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> they like their bread. Yeah. Fever, what's the name of that bread I asked you the other time? Baguette. Eh, baguette. Baguette, yes. They like a Frenchman wants his baguette. Then you are telling him there is no baguette. He's looking for his gun to fight the, the person that has taken away his baguette. Yes. When they fought the First World War, just because one man was killed, 17 million people died. In the French Revolution, thousands of people died. What I'm saying to you is that you will be surprised that we have even a semblance of the church. It is due to fair decisions. Okay, I sacked a pastor. Wait, before I come, I'll graduate to that. I, I asked a young man to leave the church. He was from my country. He was doing things that I wouldn't take from ransom if he was doing it. I know some of the ladies were not happy with my decision because for them, they saw, hey, don't mind people as long as you know you're fair. As for some women, they are only seeing their husband. You are torturing their husband. You are touching their baby. Are you listening to me? (laughs) Okay. I said the first world war, 17 million people died. The French Revolution... Thousands of people that you'll be surprised that if leadership did not take certain decisions in this church, we would ha- we've lost some. We would have lost more if certain decisions were not taken. There are some brothers here. There are some brothers here. They knew when one of my pastors was sleeping with ladies, they knew. But there's a culture. See no evil. Hear no evil. Speak no evil. Because the sisters told them. 
Did the brothers, you see, those are the brothers I don't like. Did the brother come for his apostle? Something is going on. And you need to know. One of your, you see, those are your future wives. You are sitting down there and your future wives are being violated and you are so mumushious without judgment. In fact, now when I say mumushious without judgment, that you cannot even take a step forward. I have absolutely no business touching Rachel. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have no business. There, there are brothers seated there who knew when, what the pastor was doing. They kept quiet. And you see, mumushos without judgment. Even as I'll be teaching against fornication, what do you think was going through the heads of someone? Yeah, but your pastor is fornicating. Yeah, but your pastor is doing it. You see, you're mumushos without judgment. And then when I took the decision I took, 17 million people didn't die. I know you don't understand. Yes. If nothing at all, they'll realize that, oh, he got to know and he took a decision. Yes. He got to know and he took a decision. When I was a young man, he was from my country to leave. Some of the sisters of, they always seen a tall, tall guy with chest. Black, tall, you know, prayer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that young man, sisters were already confronting one another. I had to act so that 17 million people don't die. One sister walked to another sister and confronted her sister. Don't go near. Since when did you have copyright over a man? (laughs) Warnings. I don't want to see you talking to brother. Hey, hey, hey. Copyright women. I had to take a decision so that 17 million people don't die. Those are the times people make me look like the devil, yeah. <laughs> and if you are new in the church, they tell you, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Is it this one? It's just, you haven't seen anything yet. Yes. I stood in the church and I drove two girls out before they killed 17 million people. I wasn't doing it for me. I was protecting the flock. When you make sad decisions based on who likes who and who doesn't like who, you see some people are happy and some people are unhappy. But you've forgotten that this is about the church and what is done in his body. And the church above anywhere else is where there must be judgment and justice. Some people... They are quick to report everybody apart from their beloved. Yes, judgment and justice. Yes. I have high respect for parents who come to me with their children's 
momo behavior. Yeah. Because some people in the church are quick to, yeah, other people's children. It's a blessing to have a mother that says, my son has done is a blessing. Because you see, that's a mother with judgment and justice. If my son is in this church and his bolo bolo is worrying him, you will see me deal with him fair and square like any other person. In fact, even more. So I've told him, don't use your bolo bolo now. Keep it. Let it grow. Mercy, let it grow. <laughs> Are you blessed? This convention is about the church. I don't know what you thought you were coming here for. Yeah, it's about the church. What is done in his body. And in this convention, you will hear about certain decisions. Yes. If you can't report your beloved for wrongdoing, hmm? chief of staff, hmm? you're going to now report him when he has married you. Yeah. Rachel, chief of staff, beloved Eric, no, don't worry. And then, She's busy. She has reported, reported, reported. Eric is there doing bad things. So, honey, what did you do today? Tell me. <laughs> so that I cover you. <laughs> if she's a true daughter, you say, Apostle, I'm going to tell you. Eric, A, B, C, D. In fact, if she does that, I'll be more confident to make Eric one of my pastors in the future. You know why? Because I have a daughter that will tell me what he's doing. <laughs> but she's covering Eric. And then Mumumi, I make two of them. Lady Pastor Rachel, Uncle Pastor. <laughs> As if I no get brain. So I send these two who have united like Ananias and Sapphira to Australia to pastor my church and they start seeing Australian dollars. Is it Rachel that will say, Uncle Pastor, Boss, uh, Apostle, my husband is not handling the church finances well. And when we take decisions, you think we are mumus. Oh yeah, don't touch my baby. When I touch everybody, yeah, Apostle is touching them. Touch them, man. My reverend is touching them. Touch them, man. Touch them, man. And then I touch your babies. Uh This is why we draw the line. This is why we draw the line. They beheaded James. But when they touch Peter, 
The church arose and we started praying for Peter. This is where we draw the line. Don't touch my baby. <laughs> Pastor Edwin watched me as I touch his wife. And he used wisdom and stood aside. He used wisdom and he stood aside. And then the firing line was me and the wife direct. And he was aside. I said, wise man. Wise man. I said, wise man. (laughs) Of course, he knows that I don't mean the wife evil or harm. And whatever I may even be correcting may end up benefiting him. So wise man, he saw the bullet coming. He he heard, boom, he stood aside. And my bullet was going direct to the wife. Then from time to time, I checked his temperature. Because you don't know what husband and wife do in the bedroom. So I still, from time to time, I check the temperature to see, is he still my son or not? Have I lost him to the power of a woman? Because a woman is more powerful than anointing. You did there. You don't know. I told Pastor Eddie, Pastor Eddie, if you want to sit down, I said, ask him. I said, if you want to sit down, I said, Pastor, please sit down. Ah, judgment and justice. Ask him. I said, you can sit down. If you're not comfortable, you see, when I hold my gun, eh, you, you can't do anything. I told him, sit down. I, I said, my, my mind, my plan is not to destroy your marriage. Yo. And I said, choose your wife before it's too late. Because <laughs> I, I, my plan is to finish her. Can you watch me finish her? Wise man, he stood, he said, Apostle, please, I have no such intention. So he handled me with wisdom, then he handled the home also with wisdom. You, knowing you, I know you. Is it not you? Oh, I know you. (laughs) You go like, you know, you don't have to be amongst people. If, if, if other people don't love their wives, must you also not love your wife? If other people want to destroy their marriage, you're allowing somebody to come and destroy your family. Which family? Family that I am part of. Uh-uh. Am I not part of the family? I was there when you married. <laughs> now you want to remove me from the family. <laughs> If I destroy the family, am I not part of the family? Yes. If Pastor Edwin sees me disciplining his son and he takes offense at my discipline of his son, he has a problem. Yes. And it's the same. So people who catch feelings. Anyway, it's just the beginning of the convention. There are more days. There are more days to sort feeling catching 
leaders. Oh yeah. One of the greatest delight of God is judgment and justice. Proverbs 21 verse 3. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I bless. Oh, you're looking at the time. When they finished the First World War, there was a treaty that brought the First World War to an end. It was called, it's called the Versailles, uh, Versailles Treaty. And in that treaty, they made Germany to cut down the number of their army and then also um, give off certain lands that they once had. So when Hitler was rising up, he saw that the Versailles Treaty was unfair to Germany. We're talking about judgment and justice. So at the back of his mind, he had always the plan that one day he will cause Germany to take back those lands and even take more lands because of how fair the Versailles Treaty was to Germany. So he brought in the Second World War because he felt that justice was not served after the First World War. Are you listening to me? And he started a war that killed again millions of people. Before you go home tonight, let me give you number four. God loves judgment. Number four, God loves judgment and justice. God loves judgment. Isaiah 61 verse 8. For I, the Lord, love what? Judgment. Read it. I, the Lord, love what? Judgment. (laughs) I hate robbery for burnt offering. People who go and steal to give us offering. God says, I hate it. Yes. If you steal, don't bring the tithe of the steal. (laughs) It's my English. Yeah. Don't bring the tithe of the steal. God hates it. Yeah. If you lie to get money. You see, some people who stand here, once I was praying, I never said it. Once I was praying and I was anointing somebody's hand and the Holy Spirit told me, this tithe is from a lie. I don't know if you understand. Like, I was praying for people. I anoint, before you all came, I anoint people's hands. I anointed, and then the Holy Spirit said, this tithe is from a lie. I quickly moved ahead. Because it is dangerous to love what God does not love. If he loves judgment, and you love judgment, God loves you because you love what he loves. 
Only a foolish son says, my mother, my father don't like this girl, but I will marry. I was praying and the Lord said to me, this tithe is from a lie. If you go and lie and you bring the tithe on Sunday, he hates robbery for, you see, you went and said your, your toe broke and you need money to go to the hospital and then they sent you 3,000. Then Sunday, you bring 300, right? As tithe. It is robbery. It's that 3,000 alone. Do you understand? Don't waste the 300. Eat it. You lied. You got the money. Eat, eat, the, eat it alone. I hate robbery for bent offering. And then he says, and I will direct their work in truth. God wants to direct the work of the church in truth. You, you, you are giving tithe of a lie you told. But you will not send the offering from your center. You chop. You, you see, you bring God that thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Can, can you see the paradox? Center offering. Unakula. Then the money you went and lie and you got. You say, God, I brought you to your part. I brought you your 10%. As if God is complicit in your lie. He's not. Are you listening to me? I will direct their work in truth and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. God wants to direct. That's why many of you don't understand why we insist on the truth. You are here right under me. If you want to know how I cancel certain things, you say you are a shepherd. You are full of deception and lie and working your way to becoming an appointed pastor. And then I send you a liar to pastor souls of precious people. Come on now. I will direct their work in truth. When I'm sending Ransom as a pastor, I should be bold and know that Ransom is going to raise people in truth and he's going to lead them right. There are people appointed pastors and they left and up to today I have great regrets because anybody, they go out there and lead astray. I'm a counter. I'm the one who say call him pastor. I'm the one who say call her lady pastor. I am the one. And then, so somebody say, oh, I'll lie my way. No, no, no. We are not going to allow you. No, we are not going to allow you. You'll be born again. Oh. Some of you, your born again is taking time. Yes. And it's maybe it's, it's, it's still going to take more time. Yeah? But better you are born again than you are an unborn again pastor. Pastor Edwin was pushing me. Oh, you know, it's time for this person to go in. 
and start a branch. I told Pastor Edwin to Leah. Bado. Uyu ni mjanja. Is my son correct? I said, no, no, for, I said, forget that humility. Few days of a week or two. Things just unfolded. Yes. He, Pastor Edwin came begging, advocating. I said, watch out too. In Mjanja. Sometimes, eh? Take decisions and wait. I've taken a decision about him. Don't tell him. And then wait. When you feel that hesitation to wait, God wants to show you something. And often he has always shown me. I've always taken, there are people I took good decisions about them and then I waited. What came after shocked me. So sometimes I can be around you and I've taken a decision on you. Oh yeah. I think sometimes the reactions come because of the decisions. Yes. And Pastor Edwin is learning that from me. Wait, you'll see something. Wait, and certainly you'll see something. Some sisters wait till you see something before you marry them. Wait. You will see. If after you've seen the thing and you still want to marry, God will say, yeah, it's okay. At least I showed you. I was making a decision on somebody not so long ago. And then something told me to put my wallet somewhere in my house. And I put my wallet somewhere in my house. Today, I discovered that the person stole from me. Make a decision and wait. And he's just, I, I, oh, uh, yeah, welcome, sir. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes I take a decision on somebody and I'm, I wait. And then things unfold. The thing about me is you may not know what I'm doing. Yes, you never see what I'm doing. Favor who loved me. She never thought she and I would one day fight. We fought who? Ah, we fought. We fought. <laughs> we fought. Ah, war. I moved there. I said, go here. We fought. Wait. Some of you want to marry sisters whose madness is covered. Some of the sisters here are mad people. Mad, mad, mad sisters. <laughs> you haven't seen madness, you want to go and marry. And when you now see the madness in the marriage, you call me at 12. Apostle, my wife wants to kill me. Let her kill you now.
See, I'm sure you've all seen the video of the DJ who watched his wife mix poison, drank it, and died, and he never lifted a finger. You joke with what I teach you in this church in the name of love. I got a DJ. I got a DJ. Maybe the pastor of the church said, forget DJ. Look at his character. I got a DJ. I got a DJ. You think we dance in marriage? Even if you, I, I, you see what I teach you, eh? you may not like me for the things, but one day, one day, I've taught you in this church, I said, one thing will keep your marriage working after the boom, boom, butterflies are gone, consideration. I said, marry somebody who has enough consideration. Because even if you don't love her, at that point, she's mixing poison, your consideration will kick in. This foolish woman will bring me wahala. Take the cup and throw it away. Give her even a slap. Let the world know that you slapped her from drinking poison. But a man sits down and watch somebody golf in poison and watch her die. Pewa maziwa. That's what he says in the Pewa maziwa. Go and marry a pewa maziwa. Those of you who say, I like them bad. That's how bad they get. Yeah, I like them bad. Because you're not, you're not much. He's going to play, and then a girl will follow her wherever. Who, who are you? Nothing much. Yes. Me, I, I disagree that God is involved in the marriage of unbelievers. God is not involved. If two unbelievers marry, I do not see how God is involved in the marriage of unbelievers. Has he finished with those of us who are calling ourselves his children? <laughs> I don't believe it. Huh? He's not involved in that marriage. Huh? If they don't have his spirit, they are none of his. Yes? And if they are none of his, he's not also involved in who they chose to marry. And then a pastor is married to unbeliever. And so what God has put together, who put together? God loves what? Judgment. Yes. He loves judgment. Rise up on your feet. Pastor, why are you teaching this? I'm teaching this because some of the greatest fights in the church has come from judgments. (laughs) Anyone who is really following the teaching, you know that the teaching is deep. Yeah, the greatest fight in the church has come from judgment. You sit down. Fight has started. Hmm. Yes. And it's a source of distraction of the church. Tomorrow, please, find an excuse not to come. I beg you, find an excuse not to come. No, we have, we have spoken to Baba. He says, it's a holy week. Yes. Find an excuse not to come tomorrow. If you come, then you get liver. 
Yes, if you come tomorrow, you get liver. Yes, and I'll respect you for coming tomorrow. Yes, as for Ibra, I know he won't come. He not get liver. <laughs> he not get liver. <laughs> hey. Lift up your two hands. Ask God to give you the spirit of judgment, justice. Oh, you need it. You need it. It will determine many things in your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lezumazu delemezi brege de stalabahaya. Ratambarande nemesimbra koskapahaya. Ilemeremere de simparakataya. Yazuza mare de kapiriados. Jesus. A church filled with judgment and decisions. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. My God, my God, my God. Lezomaraterebe simbra kaskobaria. Reboria de semperege de baratatapa. Erendu sumbre de stilia dadados. Zamba zandala makapaya badabahaya. Ikayo maya kataya kata. Ye meri sombra dos kapelia. Limbre de sempalos kibidia. Voremendis. Vokatara sambarada. Zemelike tolololobosanda. Iziande siande zuzizi. Ile mere kapaya katai. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight. We bless your holy name. Lord, we ask that you send your people a word, a word that accomplishes its purpose, a word that does what it should do in our lives, a word that comes to transform your church. And to build your church. A stronger church. As part of your body. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. We have no doubt. That you have received a blessing from the word of God. Preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services. At Love Springs International Church headquarters. This and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.